0: You're listening to The Creativity Department with Matt and Laura Grunler, special guest host, Clara Galan and Tanya Avrath. Wow, no. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everybody. This is Matt and Laura Grunler. And welcome to another episode of The Creativity Department. And uh, we have with us some new friends that we've, we've started meeting yeah. and started hanging out, we're really excited. Um, and so, Clara, welcome to the show. I know your uh, your counterpart is not with you today, but um, we'll have to get her on as well at some point. But we just wanna say thank you and, and thank you to Adobe as well, yeah. so.
1: Um, Clara, can you introduce yourself and kind of give some background about your journey, your educational journey, and what you do at Adobe?
2: So first off, thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure collaborating with you both, uh, both with our live stream last week and our Twitter chat. So I'm a huge fan of the work that you do and, and working with so many arts educators. Um, but for those who are uh, tuning in, my name is Clara Galan. I manage our educator community programs at Adobe. So working um, to develop professional development experiences, both in person and online, Um, with educators around the world. So that can be everything from a fifth grade classroom teacher using Adobe Spark with students to a graphic design faculty member member at an art institution. Um, So it's a wide range of educators that we work with. Um, But in terms of my own um, journey into education, I've been working in education now about 10 years. Um, I started off my career as a middle school teacher uh, here in the Mm -hmm. Bay Area. Yeah, and I taught uh, (laughs) seventh and 8th English Language Arts. I also taught um, introductory Spanish and then also was working in the computer lab. So um, enjoyed that um, extensively with middle school students. And then I moved on to do my master's in um, education with the emphasis on um, English as a second language Um, and worked um, at the high school level at Bishop O'Dowd High School in Oakland, um, working with international students taught there and then also while I was doing my masters at Cal State um, also worked as a part of the language partners program and so taught um, a course on introductory writing uh, for English language learners and so um, then (laughs) um, (laughs) I um, I grew up in the Bay Area so I'm from Berkeley originally um, but moved to San Francisco and that was the time um, around when was that 2014 when Ed tech started becoming pretty hot in terms of Silicon Valley, and um, was really interested. We had um, mobile carts in my um, in, in my classroom, and I also did my student teaching under David Malone, who was one of the first Apple Distinguished Educators, Google Certified Innovators, and he um, got me really interested in education technology while I was working in the computer lab at the K through eight school, and. Um, I started going to education technology meetups in San Francisco. Um, at the time, um, Imagine K twelve was a new um, incubator program specifically for most mostly teachers that were interested in doing their own ed tech startups. So there was a venture fund there, and met quite a few people. So um, during that time, I met um, the Brett and David Kopf who started Remind, uh, mm-hmm. Sam who started Class Dojo, uh, also. Um, the founders of Clever, Dan Carroll, and Tyler. Uh, So it was a really exciting time. And during that time I started blogging, being on Twitter, Uh, I got on Twitter and started sharing. And as a part of that, I got connected with the folks at Edutopia um, and decided to take an opportunity there to work on social media marketing on their team. Um, so that was under Alana Leone's Leonis team. She now has her own uh, consulting business, which is really amazing. You should definitely check that out. Um, but um, from there, uh, yeah, I was working at Edutopia for a while. And while I was there, was really reporting on a lot of the tech startups that were kind of new um, within the space. And one of the things that really... Quite frankly, bothered me a little bit about the edtech market was that there were there were obviously teachers who were starting their own companies, but then there were also educators, or there were also um, founders who didn't have any experience in education, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. not going into the classroom, were saying this is the silver bullet to solve mm-hmm. all <laughs> of education, and I wanted to bridge that gap. And so, um, as a part of that, I was really interested in the product development side, and um, met with Brett and David Kopf at Remind and was so impressed by what they were doing. They were in classrooms constantly. They had a teacher advisory board that was part of their founding team. Um, so I decided to move over there, worked um, at Remind in content marketing, so doing community, um, started um, their their social channels. It was mm-hmm. We started, it was insane to watch the growth. And here I am, you know, basically a teacher going into, you know, meetings with, Famous VCs, and I had no idea. <laughs> we were in a one-bedroom apartment, and then the 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 company grew extensively. We had, I think, by the time I left, 18 million users, um, which was exciting. And then I really wanted to get experience at a larger company, um, so I was going to a lot of um, conferences, and during that time, met um, the founders of TenMarks, uh, which is a math curriculum platform. Um, which at the time had been acquired by Amazon so um, at ISTE where we had originally met um, they had a new opening for a community manager so I decided to take the leap uh, join the team at Amazon um, and was there for um, two and a half years and then um, was really having a domestic focus and then I wanted to expand to international and, and kind of <laughs> see how, uh, how my work So then I've been at Adobe now, I moved to Adobe, I've been at Adobe now um, almost three years, absolutely love it, I have to say it's um, my favorite place that I've worked so far, (laughs) such a creative company, Um, we're doing a lot of interesting things, just, you know, being able to empower every teacher to be a creator, every student. Um, so I know that was kind of a long-winded answer, but uh, no. no, it was amazing. Yeah, that, um, that's quite yeah. a journey. <laughs> yeah, and it's I just think
0: like, wow.
1: what I love is that you you do have the educational background. Mm-hmm. You have you know that's one thing that we have often said, especially in terms of ed tech, we're like do, have they actually how this work. I love that that you have that, and I love that that Adobe does that, and they reach out. One of the things that you said that I thought was really interesting was that you know. Adobe bridges the gap between a general ed classroom and a creative arts or design classroom. It can be for all creators. Um, can you talk to us a little bit more about that?
2: Yeah, so it's really interesting. Um, Adobe traditionally has worked within kind of Creative Cloud um, supporting students who are studying graphic design or studying videography. Um, but now, especially with um, social media and the increasing importance of being able to tell your story or to mm-hmm. convey ideas in a visually compelling way has become, um, is just, it's increasingly important. And so Adobe has created new um, products like Spark and Rush and XD that don't necessarily require you to have that background knowledge in digital media to be able to create something beautiful. Um, and so On the education side, um, I've been working very closely with my colleagues like Tanya um, and Jen um, to figure out ways that we can bring this into the curriculum and make it so that it's applicable to any subject area. So even Mm -hmm. if you're in an English classroom and you are writing a term paper, like how can you make that term paper come alive more and and be, um, you know, very visual? If you're in a science classroom, you know, how do you um, be able to show some of those scientific components in a visually compelling way, um, you know, whether that's kind of graphing out anatomy or, um, you know, being able to tell that story. So I think it's really applicable across across the curriculum, um, and we're just continuing to, to speak with teachers. And I think what I love about my uh, role is that first and foremost, I talk to teachers every day, just understanding, like, what's working, what's not working. Um, and how we can continue to support them.
0: I love I love the fact that you know you're when you were telling your story about your journey and even just now I started seeing the design process. I started seeing the the empathy piece that you start you know by talking with someone, figuring out what what is working and what's not, and then you take that back and you start working on it, and then you kind of retest it again and again and just kind of finalize it. And I just love that idea. And I know that people of the creativity department we really can can get on board with that because I know that's our that's a lot of our sole um mission so yeah 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 it is yeah well I mean
1: well it's actually making me think about um our our visit with you last week on your live stream because we kind of we touched on that there talk to us a little bit about the live stream and how you've kind of amped up some things since the school closures started
2: yeah, and I think it's it's interesting. Now more than ever, I see so many teachers on social media sharing best practices, kind of seeing what's working, what's not working, um, and now, I mean, before I, I there's a group of educators kind of globally that um, are connected educators and share, you know, what they're working on, um, but now it's it's no longer a choice, really. All teachers mm-hmm. have to be able to teach in a virtual environment, and I think that's a huge opportunity now. So for those who might have been a little bit more reluctant, we can start to have this kind of global professional learning network of educators. Um, but with the live streams, um, this is the first time Tanya and I have done these, so you can see them from each episode, it gets a little bit better, um, but it's it's awesome because we can, we, we use StreamYard, so we can simultaneously live stream to five channels at once, and so there's like a conversation happening on Twitter, a conversation happening on Facebook, um, and we're continuing to iterate on that, but I've seen a lot of teachers using live streaming. Um, the the HyperDocs girls, like Lisa Highfill and Sarah <laughs> Landis and, and Kelly Hilton, um, they, I, so I've seen that they, they've been using it with their community. So I, I, you know, I encourage teachers to use that because it helps you reach a large audience and there's that live chat functionality. Um, but for this week, we're actually trying something new as well. So I know. We had a great live stream last week. We talked about um, social, emotional learning and and how that's applicable within the arts, different strategies that teachers can use when they're working with students online. Um, But now what we want to do is loop it into the creative process. And so Mm -hmm. I've been working with uh, Rebecca Hare, um, who's the author of the Space um, book. If you haven't read that, you should definitely check it out. We're big Um, fans. (laughs) this she's like such an inspiration she was a designer spent 10 years in italy and now and then went and got her master's in in arts education is an arts educator in missouri um but uh so she's helped us define this creative process of um define create reflect so all of our live streams moving forward we want to have that go through that full
1: kind of cyclical process Mm -hmm. so that'll be something to look forward to yeah love it I'm definitely watching that one (laughs) so during the Twitter chat we we really talked about um, kind of the social emotional piece as well Um, you know connecting with other creatives during times of um, challenge or stress Um, how do you make that, that happen for you and for Adobe educators yeah, I think first and foremost is
2: continuing to have those um, touch points. I mean, I think it's it's super easy to feel isolated in your home. Um, I can even speak for myself, like I live alone in a studio apartment, but I it's so strange. I feel more connected now than ever because <laughs> I'm talking to people all day virtually. I'm on Twitter. We have, we have our PLN that's constantly sharing with one another. So, um, you know, what we're trying to do at um, Adobe is first and foremost support teachers and to let them know that they're not alone and there are resources to help. And not only have it be from the people that that work at Adobe, but, but the larger community. And so how can we facilitate those connections, whether it's having, you know, live um, community platforms for people to share with one another, or um, giving educators the opportunity to present live and, and share, um, you know and get feedback that way so I think there's that piece and then also we have our distance learning resources page on the Adobe Education Exchange which is our platform with um, open educational resources um, just continuing to to keep that um, going so that teachers feel supported
1: You're, you're next. Oh, you were just asking such <laughs> good questions. I was just enjoying Let me the conversation. Go. Yeah. I've okay. got another one. Okay. okay go okay, for it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I do. I just am the question girl. Um, yes. What? Just kind of staying on that line of resources, who are some, some educators or um, maybe even not just educators, but some other resources, books, podcasts, things that you would recommend to um, creative educators out there?
2: Definitely. Um, so I know I mentioned these ladies before, but HyperDocs, I am a huge fan. Um, they have a Facebook group. There's um, a book out, so if you're not already following, um, so HyperDocs I believe is the hashtag, and then uh, Lisa Heifel, um is a great person to follow on Twitter, um, Sarah Landis and Kelly Hilton. Um, so you can kind of see what a HyperDoc is and how you can bring it into your um, curriculum. And uh, from the social media side, um, Dr. I. Addison Zhang is a really great individual to follow on um, Twitter and on social media. She has a weekly live stream show. Everything I have learned about live streaming and uh, social media is from Dr. I, like she is incredible, (laughs) she's taught me everything. Um, So she uh, is, is more on the higher education side, but she spans across industry and then also works within education. So would really recommend for just pro tips on how to connect online. Um, so that's on that piece. For um, kind of more on the nonprofit organizational side, I love Common Sense Media. Um, mm-hmm. They have great resources for educators, and it's not biased. So I think, and honestly, and I can say this working at a at a at a company, <laughs> you it's not you want to be able to see a place that is vetted by teachers, that's vetted by a nonprofit, so it's not skewed in one direction. Mm-hmm. Right. And they have a, a blog that. Um, reviews all different um, ed tech tools, Um, they also have resources for parents. Um, A great person to follow on Twitter for that is Merv, Um, uh, I believe his handle is at M-O-L-A-P-U-S. He works at Common Sense Media and um, has a lot of great resources. Edutopia, I'm saying it biased because I used to work there, but uh, they are incredible. They have research-based um, strategies for teachers, um, resources. Um, and then the other newsletter that I've subscribed to that I recommend is Ed Surge. So mm-hmm. if you don't always already subscribe to EdSurge, it, it's a little bit more tech-focused uh, than as opposed to kind of overall um Kind of teaching and learning, but it's interesting to know like what um, companies are in the space. Um, you know, from from a government standpoint, Department of Education. Uh, you know how we're supporting education technology. Um, Tony Wang is the editor there. He's incredible, um, so would recommend that as well. And then just um, from other ed tech companies, I love what. Microsoft is doing, um, Flipgrid, I'm a huge Flipgrid fangirl. (laughs) Um, I love their their community pieces. Um, I also follow Kahoot a lot. That's a great um, community platform. And then Wakelet recently has been really stepping up their game and has a lot of great resources for teachers too. So I'm sure there's more that I'm, oh, and Soundtrap. I love Audrey (laughs) (laughs) O'Claire.
0: I'm sure we could spend hours yeah. just yeah. listing off our favorite <laughs> our favorite companies. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've since we've really started to connect with you, we've noticed this big uh, change in Adobe with their hashtag of Adobe Creative Edu, um, and there's a lot of new things that are coming out of Adobe Edu, and just wanted to know if you could just kind of share some of those things that are that are coming and happening from them.
2: Yeah, and and definitely check it out. So the ha- the hashtag is Adobe Edu Creative. Um, oh, so is, I'm just yeah.
1: less sick, Sorry, <laughs> no,
2: no, it's a little bit. You know, the word's all kind of like bashed together. I know we're trying to yeah. think of what is a hashtag that has Adobe but also is creative. But believe me, this actually took like three weeks. From- <laughs> no, we
0: understand. We kept going back and forth about creativity and...
2: (laughs) We we really do understand understand. that. Yeah, Yeah, so definitely check it out, Adobe EDU Creative. Um, I'm so excited because um, on June 29th, we will be launching the Adobe Creative Educator Program. And this is a badging and professional development um, program for um, teachers everywhere. So no matter what you teach, grade level, subject area, You'll be able to go in, we have a one-hour course on creativity across the curriculum. So not it's not even specifically about products, it's more of what, how do you define creativity? What does it look like um, from a cross-curricular perspective? What is the creative process? So how can you implement this um, across um, reflection, <laughs> reflection pieces? Um, and then how do you assess creativity? And I think that's the big one that a lot of um, yeah. I know I struggled with, too, as a teacher, so. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, kids, we, we, we actually
1: have a great resource for that one. Oh, awesome. Um, Katie, yeah, Katie White wrote a book about creative assessment, and she wrote it with, um, oh, now I can't remember, and mm-hmm. I don't have the book right, Unlocked. Unlocked, Um, yeah. It's called, I'm it's Katie right White. There. Yeah, um, Katie White, Unlocked, and she's an educator out of Canada, and it's assessment as key to everyday creativity in the classroom. So she's a former arts ed teacher, but she's now, um, her master's is in an assessment, and she works with all um, all teachers. And, we actually um, interviewed
0: her on one of our previous podcasts, and that was so a good smart. conversation. So smart. This is so. just
1: such a wonderful resource, so to add to that, um, because it is, a, it is a big thing for teachers. They, I mean, a lot of
0: teachers get hung up on how do I assess, how do I value this to the standard that's already set in place, and how do I see that as being equal. And, it's, you know, it, it is a struggle, but, you know, we, yeah. we can so talk about that. So I'm excited
1: part. that you guys are going to be yes. offering that because that's a big, big question for teachers, especially teachers that are maybe a little bit fearful of creativity.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and knowing that it is... For any subject area, any grade level, it's it's applicable. And um just even thinking about um looking at the job market right now, I think it's the most important skill needed. Um, because that's something that you need to continue to develop over time and be able to look at a problem if there is and <laughs> think about different angles. Um, so it's not it's not only um for the arts.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know that. Uh, I mean, I always start my class off, especially my intro classes, with kids who come in on varying levels of artistic ability. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the ones that are a little bit lower on their their skills are very much like, oh, I'm just here, I'm not here to, you know, be an artist or whatever. And I'm like, well, it's not really so much about being an artist and being able to draw well, it's a thought process. And once they kind of get over that idea, all of a sudden, they start kind of looking at themselves and go, oh. I didn't think I was creative, I I really am creative. I had no idea. And so I've got a whole bunch of stories like that from teaching middle school and it's kind of cool. And, And I mean, I'm excited that
1: you're opening those doors to teachers as well. Because mm-hmm. that's, I mean, it, that's where it starts. It, sometimes people have what, like, what we like to call art scars. Um, <laughs> maybe they had a bad experience in a creative environment, or they were told this is the only way to do this
0: mm-hmm.
1: piece of art, or
0: it doesn't look sing like this,
1: or you know, play this, or whatever, and it doesn't look perfect. And so then they develop an art scar, and it's hard for them to jump into things. So, giving them, I'm just super excited for you guys to be able to give all this place and, and feel comfortable.
2: Yeah, we're really excited, too, and to be able to, um, you know, work with more educators and and really connect educators together. I think that's the biggest piece. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll be doing, um, in addition to the live streams we've been doing, we'll have an online conference. The first Adobe Education um, virtual conference will be July 21st. So we'll be sending out more information about that with speakers and sessions. And actually by attending that you can get your your badge, your level one badge. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for throughout the rest of the year we'll be rolling out um, additional badging. So we'll have a level two badge and then a mentorship program. Um, so be sure to, to keep an eye out for that. And um, yeah, we're just excited to grow the community. And that's the one thing I, I just, I love about Adobe so much is that the community is so global. And so I could be, my day could be talking to um, a teacher in Tokyo um, in the afternoon, in the morning, connecting with a teacher in London, like it's just, and learning about mm-hmm. how they're approaching the classroom structure differently is really interesting. And I think we have a lot to teach and and learn from one another.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, that kind of was one of the questions that you had asked, um, you know, during the chat, which was, you know, who do you connect with and, mm-hmm. you know, what it, what is that you know that it becomes a process and you know that just as we were talking about creativity becomes a process it's something you practice and so does building a, a network I mean it's something you have to do every day and as you just said you get more input from talking with people from all around the world I mean we've we can attest to that just in our our chats that we've had and how that's impacted how we approach teaching and education and that
1: I mean, it's just, I mean, I, I think we get so much back from it, and that's thats the thing. It's not just a one-way giving. It's oh, yeah. You know, we love to share, but there's just so much we get back from it. And, like, last night I got a call from a, um, <laughs> a teacher in New Jersey, and their system is so different than here in Texas. But we had a lot of, like, when we were sharing ideas about how to do some of this remote learning for the arts, it, there were a lot of similarities mm-hmm. but a lot of differences that helped both of us. Figure out and problem solve some things that we were encountering, and mm-hmm. and that's really what it's all about with connecting with other educators is working through the problem solving process together. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Sure. Well, um, Clara, we are just super thrilled to <laughs> be. Um, a little bit on the Adobe EDU journey with you guys and um, have had a great time this month um, sharing with you, but we like to end the podcast with a, um, a little bit of wisdom or advice for teachers. So um, if there's one thing that you could share with teachers, what would it be?
2: I would have two things. Um, the first is you are not alone. <laughs> I know I've said that before, it's it's easy to feel that way. I, I'm sure with, um, you know, not even being in your classroom with students, but know you're not alone. There are so many resources online, teachers online, that are excited to connect with you, to share, to learn, um, to grow that network. So really encourage teachers everywhere to really tap into their professional learning network. Um, and then the second piece would be um, don't give up. Uh, I know that the, I, I think it's especially in light of distance learning. Um, you know, even I've been learning a lot of skills lately of just mm-hmm. figuring out, okay, how do I edit this video or how do I? Um, I'm even looking at it on social media. I'm I'm learning SEO and other pieces. And um, mm-hmm. at the beginning, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is this is crazy. I don't know how to do this and. Um, every day it gets better. So just you know, tap into your network, support one another, and um, know that there is the light at the end of the tunnel, and, and mm-hmm. every day it does get better, and you are improving your skill set. And it's that whole growth mindset piece of you know how do we continue to improve
1: those skills.
0: Absolutely. Yeah.
1: You're awesome. <laughs> um so we like to to end the podcast by saying we are sending you love and wellness and creativity and so thank you for sharing and thank you for helping teachers be amazing appreciate it
0: awesome we're so thankful thank you
1: thank you for all you do all right bye all
0: right bye Did you like what you heard today on the podcast? Be sure to leave us a review and follow us on Instagram or Twitter at The Creativity Department.